It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the RSL Show on this lovely weekend, holiday, holiday weekend. We said we weren't going to podcast, but being the best Real Salt Lake podcast in the world... We got to step in and uh, do what's right for the fans. How are you guys doing? I'm doing really good. And I'm uh, three points richer uh, as an RSL fan. We'll go around the room real quick. Alex Napolis, dude, how are you? How's your weekend? Tell us what's going on so far. Good, man. You know, just uh, spent the day yesterday up at uh, Snowbird. Um, just enjoying the views. I got a. Uh, enjoyed a little spa day, treat your day self kind of day up at Snowbird yesterday before the game. So that was fun. And then I came back down into the valley, watched the game, and now I'm happy that we, like you said, we're three points richer. Wow, dude. Your face is glowing a little bit too. Yeah, man. It's a, it was a good day yesterday. It was very relaxing. Yeah, that's... I don't know if it's just the lighting or what, dude, but it looks like you've got... It looks like you have foundation makeup on. Like, that's how clear your skin is. <laughs> The, the the miracles of Snowbird, I guess. That's great. The youth. Yeah. Miracles of youth. Yeah, you're closer to the sun. Uh, Josh Clark, what's up, dude? What's up with you, man? How's your weekend so far, and uh, how you feeling? What is it, Sunday? Yep. Yeah, yesterday was just super chill. Um, spent most of the day watching my dog because she's an idiot. She ate a bunch of protein bars in the wrapper, so she's been... Making messes everywhere, but she's alive, so we're cool. Um, really, though, the big news, the Saltair jersey launch is going so well. Uh, super thankful for that. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, like you said, three points richer. It was a hell of a game. Happy to be a fan right now. Hell, yeah. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the best soccer club in the world, Real Salt Lake, Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer had a day yesterday, by the way. A lot of matches going on. And you know what? Before I, we, we typically start with RSL and then we talk league news, let's talk about some cool moments around Major League Soccer. One thing that I wanted to highlight is that Christian Espinoza was the only person, the only person on the MLS All-Star roster who scored a goal yesterday. None of the All-Star uh, players scored except for Espinosa. So that kind of tells us that or maybe it confirms that the all-star game could be a little bit of a popularity contest that was kind of a fun fact 
that that we were discussing when all the matches wrapped up yesterday. Uh, but let's talk about some results around the league. Uh, Inter Miami drawing Austin FC 1-1. Orlando City beating Chicago 3-1. Columbus Crew 2-1. There was a beautiful goal in that game. Cucho had the little back heel. Love the celebration. Like He is just that guy. Um, not overly happy, just more like, yeah, like I know who I am kind of celebration. Uh, Cincinnati, New England drawing 2-2. Nashville beating DC United 2-0. St. Louis beating Colorado 2-0. By the way, I want to just highlight Colorado Rapids. I love the the white kits with like those blue, like turquoise-esque shorts. Um, I think the the combination is, it just looks really cool. Like they've got really cool away kits. Um, FC Dallas beating LAFC 2-0 yesterday. Minnesota beating Portland 4-1. Uh, Sporting KC looks to be back in form. I know Alan Pulido got a goal yesterday, 3-0 against Vancouver. Montreal versus New York City FC. NYCFC, a gold lasso. Easily the, the goal of the week by uh, Pellegrini. Uh, just like a bicycle kick, basically. Beautiful, beautiful goal. I retweeted that on Twitter. I think RSL Show retweeted it. Easily a beautiful goal. And I think you could argue the the Olympico though. Might be a tight race. Who uh, mm, Reynoso. Uh you know what? I, I don't think I had eyes on that. Go ahead, Alex. I think I would put the I think I'd put the scissor kick from Pellegrini above Reynoso's Olympico, purely because the Olympico was kind of forced in by the goalkeeper. It sure. wasn't I'm straight saying, off like, the Olympico. Yeah, I'm just saying the voting might be a little tighter than it should be. Probably Pellegrini is kind of like an unknown on that roster. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seattle Sounders beat Houston Dynamo and our boy Albert Rusnak had the goal uh, 1-0. He was, he just found the, it was like a beautiful ball in. He just happened to be there to tap it in 1-0 for Seattle Sounders. And then yesterday the LA Classico, or I don't know, the California Classico, San Jose and Galaxy, if you could still say it is, um, Really, really tough match to the end. 2-2 draw, though. Uh, LA Galaxy seems to be performing a little bit better without Chicharito there, I'll say it. Um, obviously, Chicharito has his ASCL injury. And I saw an interview uh, featuring Chicharito where, you know, he's really positive about his injury and just kind of what that means um, for him, uh, saying that'll come, that'll come back stronger and, uh, you know, things happen in life for a reason. But a super interesting day, uh, to say the least, with uh, Major League Soccer. Um, today being Sunday, in a few hours, Atlanta United will be playing Philadelphia Union. Uh, that kicks off at 2 p.m. It's the solo match of this week. And since we're not going to be here or podcasting again till after the 4th of July, uh, look out for some matches. Inter-Miami taking on Columbus, Orlando City playing Toronto, FC, ba- FC Dallas playing DC United, Colorado playing Portland. And then you've got the match being played at the Rose Bowl, which should be awesome. LA Galaxy versus LAFC. A lot of hype on that game for the 4th of July. But let's talk about the match that would interest us the most. Let's talk about Real Salt Lake. Um, Let's talk about, before we jump into the goal and talk about Anderson Julio, let's give our thoughts, some in-depth breakdowns of what we thought 
going into this match. And we'll start with the lineup. Who would love to go first? Kick it off to the intern, Alex Napolis. Go ahead, Alex. Your time, baby. The lineup was interesting. I think it's probably um, looking at it's probably looking at the lineup. It was probably the best options we had going into this one. Pablo Ruiz, who didn't travel due to a little bit of a knock. Um, Demir and Musaski have found a really good understanding with each other up top, and so I really like the uh, the the partnership that they have up top right now. Um, and Mecca Nelly was a surprising addition to the starting eleven. I would say in this one, but holy cow. That kid performed um, incredibly against Lorenzo Insigne. So big shout out to Pablo Mastrini for the vote of confidence on Emeka and for Emeka to rising, kind of rise, rising up to the occasion. You know, I'm not going to lie. I think he's locked in that starting right back spot. I really do. Could be. Could be. Yep. Yeah, so to go through the starting 11, just so that we could paint the picture for the listeners who were maybe not paying attention, we had Musovski and Krylak at the top. Luna, Savarino on the wings, Loffelsund, Ojeda, Brody, Vera, Glad, Anelli on defense, and then we had uh, McMath in goal. So go ahead, Alex. Uh, you got another thought, dude. Uh, Vera was also an interesting addition. I thought Marcelo would have been the choice, um, but Vera, who got the star and also did very well. He had a moment. Where he absolutely bullied, I don't remember who it was, just just took him to the ground and then made an 80-yard dash forward. I, I'm a bit. That was awesome. It really reminds me of Olave. Remember when Olave used to do that? Just bully someone and take the ball. Like No one expects the center back to do that, and it's a beautiful thing. So what are some thoughts uh, regarding this match? Obviously, uh, Toronto. So we, we had it. We had a little bit of a superstition going into this match because Toronto just losing uh, Bradley as their head coach. We thought that this was going to be, again, like you said, what what did you call it, Josh? Trap game. Trap Trap game. game. Uh, Teams usually perform, overperform. They have something to prove once they lose their head coach. And so we went into this one either expecting a loss uh, or a draw, and it seemed to have almost have gone that way. But what were some things that we liked about this match? Uh, what did we think about Real Salt Lake's composure going into this one? And also, uh, should we be giving praise to Pablo Mastruini at this point? Uh, I'll start with... Oh, sorry. You had your hand raised. That's oh, no. Go, go for it. Go no, for it, bro. It's fine. It's fine. You, you, you had your hand raised. <laughs> no, no, no. Josh, you go first because you'll forget, dude. You're old. I already forgot. <laughs> That's the problem. All right, Alex. No, no, no. Ahead, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, with Pablo... We absolutely should be singing his praises, man. Um, I, I don't know anyone that could justify any kind of Pablo out conversation right now. Um, he has this team performing at, at a really weird level that I don't think anyone has seen. I, I, I saw a tweet yesterday that was like, maybe us sucking for six months or whatever was just a 5D chess move, and he was lulling everyone to sleep. Uh, it's just incredible what he's been able to do with this group um, and with the way he's rotating everyone. It's At the moment, there's really not a weak link, right? Like everyone can come in and do a job. And that's something that, that comes from coaching, that comes from the locker room, um, which obviously comes from Pablo. So, you know, full praise to him. Even having the nerve to throw on, you know, Elijah Paul, Bertan Jackson, like all these guys at the end of the game trying to get a win away from home. Right against the Toronto FC squad, that like 
you know, their record is not good, but they are still talented, right? They, they still have the highest men in the league. They still have absolute stars on that team. So to, to have the faith in your young guys that are unproven to go out there and get a result and who did get the result, right? It was, I think three of the draft picks were the passes leading up to the goal, right? So it's, it's just incredible. Um, yeah, I'll let Alex take it from there. Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, um, it, we're, we're far from the Pablo out talks that we were having at the beginning of the season. And like Josh says, it's all credit to Pablo and his staff for being able to put on a team that's really in form um, and finding the best out of your, your draft picks. Like I mentioned earlier, this is probably was probably the best game of Meccanelli's had in an Arsenal Jersey. Um, this was a, a, a team that was brought out to, kind of absorbed a little bit of the pressure on the road. And we saw it. Toronto had their opportunities, but Arsenal also went through, had their opportunities and to not, and to just have a team with that mentality to not give up till the very, very end, um, have Anderson Julio at the death after we just had Justin glad at the death last week. Um, it goes, it speaks volumes to where the mentality of this team is. Well, and let's also give credit. Um, typically when a team goes, you know, away from home, they kind of sit back, absorb, right. Kind of hope for a counter. RSL went in with the full press. We went in attacking with, and that was the only thing on our mind, right? Attack, attack, attack. And it showed like our press the last couple of months has been disgustingly good. Um, our mentality and not changing the way we play has been really cool. And yeah, I think that's also credit to the coaching staff. Um, it's risky, but it's, it's awesome. Where we tend to maybe kind of hunker in, or you see a lot of teams that are away in MLS just kind of hunker in towards like the last 10 minutes and play for the draw. That's actually something that you could visually see is that Real Salt Lake was playing for the win. Um, mm-hmm. Not taking the ball down to the corners, uh, even playing the ball forward. Uh, it's just, it's something to, to speak on to, to Pablo's uh, mentality where he, he does believe in these guys to pull out a win. And this one coming late as, as late as it came in the game, I, I don't think anybody was really expecting this, but in the in the stoppage time and leading up to like the 90th minute it, it's almost like you could i don't know you you felt it coming on but superstitiously or just just how we know like things tend to go i just didn't really expect that i fully expected this to end in a 0-0 draw uh alex what do you think dude i think uh- you kind of have to, as a coach, you have to learn how to read the game and see where the momentum's going and see kind of what's playing out on the field. When you enter that 70th, um, 80th minute, RSL's on the front foot. They have plenty of opportunities. They're attacking, attacking, attacking. Um, and they've had some good opportunities. And so all credit to Pablo for seeing that, saying, hey, we're not going to take our foot off the gas and just settle for this point. We're going to go full in for the win. And they continue to depress. They continue to attack, um, even though they very well could have um, just sat back and and been okay with the draw. But it, it it's just part of reading the game. It's just part of seeing what's going on. If Toronto, if it was opposite, right? If, if Toronto was the one attacking, having all those opportunities, maybe would have seen it a little bit different. But it was because Arsenal was on the front foot, creating those chances, creating those opportunities. They stuck with it. Well, and, and you can almost make the argument, right? There's always the, your best offense is defense argument, right? But your best defense is also offense. If if you can keep the other team off the ball, if you can high press them, starting from your forwards all the way back to your goalkeeper, if you don't have to play defense because you're not allowing them to play offense, then you're going to pull a result. 
I know it's hard, right? And, and it's not, it's unsustainable for a roster that can't do it one through 23, 24, right? And that's where Pablo has, is really shown and, and cut his teeth is he's gotten the entire team to buy into that system. If he hadn't, this wouldn't be working the way it is, right? And it's probably an entirely different conversation, but getting the entire roster built, uh, bought into this is, is what's creating the success. So we moved to an eight, six, seven record. And uh, one thing that is, I think it's a lot on, on Real Salt Lake fans minds is the addition of Chicho Arango, which uh, I know we've talked about this in great lengths before, but what's the excitement like for you guys? I mean, are you guys excited for Chicho Arango what does that do to a team that is playing the way that they are? Granted, they're not – we're just going to say this once on this podcast. They're not winning at home. But what do you – I mean, what do you think that's going to look like? We're all so excited for the eighth, for his appearance. I just see a killer in Chichuarango. I hope that his form, his MLS form, hasn't dwindled or gone away. But we finally have someone – I feel like we finally have somebody on the roster who is easily identifiable as being a killer, being a, a, a goal striker, or excuse me, being a goal scorer, and and having that presence. So I'm, I, I, dude, I, I just like I'm lost for words. I can't really, you guys can tell, I can't really formulate a sentence right now because I am yeah. excited. You I'm know, still- I'm I'm so excited. I I legitimately like the the non salty Josh thinks that we could literally become the best team in the league with Chicho Arango if he comes in with his LAFC form. We're performing all over the field. Diego Luna is an absolute monster right now. Saverino's filling it. You have Demir and Musovsky filling it, right? But you bring in a guy that finishes most of the chances they miss, right? Like the ball that Jasper played in behind Musovsky the other night. Chicho scores that somehow, right? He's the guy that figures out how to flick it up to himself or back heel it. You know, he, he has that talent. Like, so, so we start getting those kind of unlucky balls or, or misplaced passes turn into goals where they wouldn't now. I, I think he just, you know, if he can come in and nab a goal, home opener, debut, dude, there's no limit to what this team could do right now, right? That could obviously change a couple injuries, you know, red cards a poor performance from from someone, but with the way we're playing now, I I have a lot of hope for what these, these guys can do. I feel dirty saying that <laughs> being like negative, but I'm less not going to get Palacio. Cause I think he completely changes the midfield dynamic too. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Bringing in Palacio and, and Chicho to this squad that's performing at this level, you're going to start seeing home wins. You're going to start seeing better performances at home, better results at home. Um, they can make all that difference in what we need at home. We've created so many opportunities um, that Chicho most likely would have finished, and now we're going to have him on the field. Um, it's going to be it's going to be amazing to see what him and Palacio are both going to bring to this team. What are some predictions for Chicho Arango's you know remaining season goal count? Do we have any? Well, what are we feeling? I, I I love doing these because it's always fun. Are we- um, are we saying just MLS or all competitions? Uh, just MLS. Just what he what he would do for Real Salt Lake in inside of the league. Uh, we got ex- like what fifteen games left. I think we're about that. Yeah, I bet you he scores 10, 10 plus. 
I was going to say 10 as well. Yeah. Well, barring an injury, he could easily do 10 goals. Yeah. That's no doubt. Yeah. Our leading goal scorer now has what, four? Yes. We have like a couple guys tied at four, right? Yes. Look, I can't fathom. And like, I'm not even saying PK goals. Like, right. We had Demir and Cordova, you know, scoring some goals a few years ago, but a lot of those are penalties. If he can get 10 plus open field or, or set piece goals, like not from the spot. Dog, this this team is scary. He's done it before. He's out. He's, he's, before. That's why I have he's no done it before with LAFC. Yeah. So, you know, obviously LAFC back then had some pieces, uh, some chemistry, some talent. When you kind of compare Chicho's run with LAFC and the pieces that he had around him, do you feel like what we've got on the field now, the product with the signings that we've made, do you feel like that's either... I don't know. Do you feel like that'll hinder it? Do you feel like it's in line with where LAFC was in terms of support? Or do you feel like we're maybe in a better spot? Um, I think a little bit of both, right? Luckily, he's coming into an in-form squad, right? You have Luna and Gomez and Sava just doing dirty things, putting in great balls. And, and we're getting results with this group. The other thing is Chicho wasn't the guy at, at LAFC. He now is the guy. Right. So I think that also makes a big difference. You know, before the ball would go to Vela first, now the ball is going to Chicho first. Anything to add there, Alex? What do you think, dude? I'm I'm just excited. I'm very, very excited to see. It it feels it feels like this is kind of the first real star that Ralph Lake has invested in, right? Um we've had guys guys of like high caliber come in before, but they kinda of made their legacy here at Real Lake, Kyle Beckerman. Javi Morales, Alvaro Sabrio, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the list goes on forever. But they were, they kind of made their legacy and they, they created their star status in this league here at Real Salt Lake. Now you got a guy who's already on that pedigree, who's already at a star status in this league coming into this roster, an inform roster, like, uh, like Josh said. Um, I think guys are hitting their stride at the right moments. Diego Luna, uh, Demir Krylak, Danny Mosowski, who's had a kind of an under the radar performances um, in the last couple months. Um, but guys are hitting their stride at the right moments and to just add a piece like Chicho to this, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun to watch. Agreed. Um, and that's going to do something also in terms of the marketing for Real Salt Lake. Uh, I know right now it's pretty limited with MLS. The only way to really get on MLS's radar is to have a goal like Anderson Julio had, uh, yesterday or, you know, young talent like Diego Luna scoring a goal. So this, I think we're going to see, I'm not going to say I think, I know we're going to see a shift from how much exposure Real Salt Lake is going to get because of Chicho Arango. And hopefully that's just going to continue to build on attracting stars and talent uh, like that to come to Real Salt Lake. So overall, it's it's a huge positive if you're not following Chicho Arango, you should on IG. He posts frequently on the stories. Um, there was a story where he was downtown um, overlooking the city. And then just recently, um, it looks like his son's already playing in like the youth systems out here. Scored five goals in his first match up here in the mountains. So uh, even his son, dude, is in form out here already. And hopefully that'll just translate <laughs> over, to, over to Chicho. And you, you love to see it. 
Let's also not forget that this is one of the first times we've had two new signings coming in that have had a week plus, right? Chicho's had a month of training with the team before he makes his debut. We, that That's rare for RSL. And I think that's going to make a world of a difference, right? They're going to be comfortable with their teammates. You know, they're going to be a, they've trained together, so they know how to work with each other already. So, I mean, this is just a perfect storm. And if we can capitalize, you know, we could get a piece of silverware somewhere, whether that be Leagues Cup, Open Cup. I don't know about Supporter Shield. Cincinnati is just, they're going to have to kind of fall apart. But a deep run of the playoffs, too. Like, I, if we can keep this up, and I know that's a lot to ask with how many games are left. It's not that many, but it's still a lot for MLS play. But there's some pretty high hopes. I think we'll at least make the playoffs for sure. So, and like you said, um, the, one of the first things he said when he got here was, "Why not? Why not this year? Why can't we go out for for a piece of, for a trophy this year?" And I think he's going to really bring that mentality to this team. And we've kind of seen it already with guys stepping up and and like I said, hitting their stride at the perfect time possible. Right, and I don't know if you've listened to the enemy bleeding clear and cobalt uh, interview with Kurt Schmidt. They they talked about you know guys are already elevating their level because they don't want to be the guy to make a poor pass to Cheeto Chicho Cheeto Wow um, <laughs> and, and like it sucks to think that you know no one's wanted to make the poor pass to Rabin or you know what I mean but it it really is a thing and, and when you have a guy come in that you want to impress because you want him to want to play with you right that that really does level raise the level of your play. Oh, absolutely. And then you look at you look at a situation where like Ruby Rubin and Danny Mustaski, who are one of those two, is going to lose their spot on this roster, right? Um, you 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 look at them in these moments to really step up their game, to really try to um, try to be better, try to do better. And we've seen it um, from some of our forwards and some of our strikers over the course of the last the, since Chicho was signed that they're kind of stepping up their game to make sure that they're on the level, make sure they're competing for a spot on this roster. Yeah, the 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 Rubin leaving for the Gold Cup really hurt his uh, playtime chances. Yeah, for sure. I would have left too, but Moose has come in and performed, so he's almost made himself undroppable, you know, or first name off the bench. Yeah, for sure. So with that, we wanted to do a, a just a brief episode, but there was some big news during this match. Uh some RSL informants at the club staff, <coughs> Trey, I'm sure it was him, <laughs> um, feeding some of the MLS commentators information that wasn't public, but they were hinting at a young prospect, at a young U.S. national team prospect playing. Uh, what do they? What do they exactly say? I'm just trying to find the exact quote. Uh, if you were. If you're watching the match, it happened at the 24th minute, and the commentators are hinting, Alex, you're all over this, dude. What did he say? And then also, let's just kind of uh, let's play into it a little bit and give our guesses as to who we might think it could be. Um, so one of the commentators mentioned that they were talking about Chicho Palacio and the new ownership, um, and it came into conversation. They were like, oh, a secret signing that had been tipped. Um, regarding a former U.S. youth international player that will be joining RSL in the not-too-distant future. Interesting. Hmm. So let's let's run through. We obviously know it. it's most likely a defender. So let's just go through the defender roster real quick of the U-20s and see if there's anyone that would make sense. Cool? Let's, let's go. Let's do it. We have Justin Che. 
Brandon no, Craig, Marcus Furcranus, Jonathan Gomez, Michael Holiday, and Caleb Wiley. Oh, and Josh Winder. That was the last U20 roster. Mm-hmm. None of those names have been mentioned on Twitter, but you know, for the sake of of just looking at the last roster, that that's the names that are out there. A lot of those guys are MLS starters already. I don't know if they would go to the U20 route. You think I think they would U19? be. No, no, no. I, I'm, I think they'd actually go a little bit older. I think they're targeting more so like a guy, Brian Vera, like a 22, 21, potentially. Because oh, I, I thought the commentator said youth national team player. No, he's a former, former youth oh, international. Former. Okay, okay. So, so Alex Bellos has made senior appearances, though, right? Sorry, what was that? But so, like, I know a lot of the names getting thrown out is like George Bellow. Yes, that's been the most made, prominent. Uh, he's made senior national team uh, rosters. So he has, does yes. Still count as former youth player, or because I read former youth player is, and he was a youth player, but didn't make, you know, ever make the senior team. I see it as a guy who's trying to break into the senior team now after having success with the U's. Oh, it's definitely him. Look where he plays. Yeah, so he's yeah, a yeah, free yeah. agent. He's a free it's agent. Yep, we're getting to yeah. <laughs> He's a free agent. He's out of contract. Um, he was playing with Armenia Banfield. Um, they just got relegated, I believe, so they can't afford his his uh, his wage demands. Um, and so he's, he's leaving on a free um, and that's been the most prominent name that I've seen pop up in this whole, uh, since, since the commentator said it. Yeah. Honestly, like we obviously don't know if that's him for sure, but I would be totally fine with that addition. He killed it for Atlanta when he's here in the MLS. Um, I think a lot of potential. Be, yeah. A huge upgrade over Oviedo. Sorry guy. Um, but that means Vera would probably be the third center back, you know, in the, in the three center back rotation and then, you know, bring a left back instead of a center back. It would all make sense. So I think that'd be a very good signing for our That would really strengthen this roster. He's a very, very solid player. I would like to see him stay in Europe um, to continue to develop and continue on the trajectory that he's on. Um, I think he's, he has the potential to be a really, really good player in Europe. However, if you're going to bring a piece like that into this squad, that's going to boost your defense um, to an, a whole nother level because he's, he's so versatile in getting forward. He's so versatile in defending very good, solid player. Um, I believe he was uh, very, um, a very important piece to that 2018 Atlanta side of that one MLS cup. Um, so yeah, I'm happy if it's George Bello, very good signing for, for RSL and a me and an immediate starter as well. I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Are we locking that guess in? That's a pretty solid guess, uh, but you know, with RSL, you never know. But the yeah. pieces add up, right? MLS better than MLS caliber uh, on a free. Um, he he wouldn't count against the international roster spot. It, it makes sense. Plus, um, the allocation order is no longer a thing, so RSL doesn't have to pay Atlanta any extra money for a signing like that. Thing. I'm so glad that's gone. That was the biggest crock, man. And we didn't have to do it for Chicho either. Right. So shout out, shout out, Elliot Fall. Very nice. Shout out, Elliot Fall. That'll make some people happy. All right, guys. <laughs> well, that wraps it up, man. Um, 
I think we'll be back in time for the Orlando City uh, preview. You don't uh, unless want to talk about the Julio goal. Well, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's let's break it down. <laughs> Who would love to break down the Anderson Julio goal? Let's hear Alex, the commentator. How would you break that down as a as a commentator? Um, the play by play for us. Let's hear. He it. doesn't need to do the play by play now. <laughs> That's cringe, bro. Uh, if it's for, not first, happening in the moment, it's hard. It is. It is. First of all, big shout out to Yakison for uh, for even having the thought to attempt the shot from distance. Um, Ranjit Seat, who is kind of the third string goalkeeper for Toronto, makes a huge mistake in my opinion of batting it down. It looked like it was going wide. I think he could have just let that one go and avoided or just let it go to the corner. And I think they would have walked out of there with a with an, a nil-nil tie. Um, instead, he bats it down. A Meccanelli's there to recycle it, plays it across um, the face of goal, which is something they teach you in soccer 101, right? I think some players would like to think that they could shoot it from there. But I think Meccanelli does a fantastic job of playing it across the face of goal confusing a little bit of that Toronto defense. Um, Mbake makes a wonderful goal line clearance, but Anderson Julio is there to just kind of clean it up and uh, put it in the back of the net for three points. It was lovely. I love late winners, right? And and again, in the past, you know, we go into a late stoppage, we kind of lose belief. But in the last few months, you have belief in this team, and, and belief is important because, you know, results come from that. And I think... The team believes. I think the fan base believes, uh, and that's dangerous. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Uh, also, I'd like to point out, Real Salt Lake now sitting in fourth place in the West. That's quite the hop. Quite yeah. the hop. I think literally a month ago we were, what, 12th? Damn, and I think, place, yeah. And I, I think that just goes to show not only how impressive Arsenal has been in the last month, going undefeated in the month of June, you know, starting off July with a really, really good win, but also I think it just goes to show kind of where the rest of the Western Conference is. Right now, the Western Conference is, is eating each other up. You got teams below beating teams that are higher. You got teams that are higher kind of losing their form um, here at the mid-se- mid-season point, and it the parody has just gotten so crazy in this in the Western Conference, um, and I think RSL is taking um, a lot of advantage in that. Um, and we Absolutely. see we see it in the standings. Yeah, you have LAFC struggling a little bit. Seattle's not looking too good. San Jose is struggling a little bit. Houston's struggling. Colorado still sucks. Um, <laughs> and St. Louis is just kind of chugging along, right? They're up and down, but they're they're not far ahead. I, I think you know it's well within reach to get to the top of the West. With what we've seen over the course of the last month with the team struggling with uh, kind of where the form is in the Western Conference, I think the West is wide, wide open, right? Early in the season, it looked like St. Louis or LAFC were going to be the teams that were going to pu- pull through and be like the two teams f- battling it out the top. But now we've seen the parity. Now we've seen teams claw back into it. Now we've seen teams that were at the top kind of lose their form, kind of go down a little bit. Uh, I really do think the West is open for anybody at this moment, and this is a huge, huge opportunity for Arsenal to capitalize. Yeah, let's go. No better time than now. Chicho and Palacio. I can't wait for the Orlando match, dude. I'm I'm amped. <laughs> uh, sounds like Palacio is going to be available to do uh, autographs uh, prior to the Orlando City match, so get there early. It'll be in the front plaza. That's per Trey's Twitter. Also, I just kind of want to... I want your guys' thoughts on this. I am going to make a prediction. 
Sporting oh, KC. Sporting KC. I want to throw up when I say it. Sporting KC. Horrible out the gates. Right? Players just saying things to the media about the coaching. Uh, Vermees came out and said at some point that he didn't care about wins. Uh, the team to it, they, they seem to have like fallen off. Everybody was pissed off. Pulido comes back, scoring goals quickly. I feel like that's going to be a team that's going to be a menace if they're able to break off or break up into the, the playoffs. If they make playoffs this year, uh, I think that's going to be a, a, a pretty scary team because it seems like they're finding their form. And I'm curious as to what you guys think, if if anything. I mean, it depends on if they trade Pulido to the Galaxy. Or to Chivas. Yeah. He's in negotiations with Chivas as well, so who knows if he even sticks around. That's kind of the, the key for me. Yeah. I don't know. I SKC, they still haven't shown enough, right? When they do pick up form, they do fall off. But... You know, you would have to bring that up and potentially curse us for the playoffs. So thanks. <laughs> I think I think we need to see more consistency consistency from Sporting Kansas City before before we make any judgments. All right, we need to play them first, right? See how we perform against them. Uh, that that's, too. That's, that's it's coming up. It's coming up June twenty or sixteenth, something like that. It's one of the midweek games this month. Okay. Very one cool. thing. I'll, one thing I'll also say too is. I have in the past, I have said that I feel like teams that start off hot in the season end up fizzling out. We saw that. And I did say that teams that kind of start up scrambled or shitty tend to pick it up later. And that's exactly what's happening now. So I don't know, man. There's there's some, something, dude. Something's just making me say this about Sporting KC. And I hope I'm wrong, but we'll see what happens. I hope happens. you're wrong, too. All right, guys. We didn't really start off that strong, so we don't have to worry about fizzling. Yeah, it's a good balance, actually. It's like a good, 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 good balance. Cool, guys. Anything else to add before we wrap this up and get back to partying? Nope. I'm good. No. Cool. I just want to go ahead. I just, I just want to end it with a: uh, if you're not on the Emeka and Ellie hype train, please get on. Absolutely. I don't understand how people are still tweeting that he's not MLS ready. Uh, he's absolutely MLS ready. He's been fantastic, and I, I give him all the credit in the world yesterday for his work against uh, Insigne. See, and that, that actually makes me happy that Twitter is limiting posts because then we don't have to see stupid like that anymore. <laughs> also, uh, we have an Anelli interview, full-on interview, uh, posted on Instagram. Go look for it. Alex Napolis interviewed him uh, when he first arrived with us. So that's uh, that's out there. And dude, you did a deep dive with him, bro. You were asking him about like his high school playing and college and all that. So it's a real depth interview and a great opportunity to uh, get to know Emeka. Josh, you were going to say something, bro, before we wrapped up? No, I'm good. I'm good. Cool. All right, guys. Well, follow us at rslshow.com. Check out KSL Sports. There's a lot of content uh, that is put out by the KSL Sports team that specifically covers Real Salt Lake. Guys, KSL is the place to go for everything Real Salt Lake. Have a great, great holiday. Be safe out there. Don't blow your hands up. Don't set things on fire. And uh, we'll see you guys when we come back.
two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielso Lake puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.